The Tapper Teacher Training is an annual retreat for homeschooling parents, a live in-person gathering that brings together heart-centered homeschoolers from all over the world for hands-on learning, community, connection, and fun. And I'd love to see you at Taproot 2024. We'll gather August 1st through 4th at a camp in Northeastern Ohio for a long weekend of engaging workshops, hiking and yoga, and personal reflection. Taproot gives everyone a chance to experience and practice singing, painting, and building main lessons in order to foster a deeper understanding of the hands-on, Waldorf-inspired approach. A team of experienced homeschoolers offer guidance rooted in each of their family's life to help bring you more joy to yours. This is our 18th year of offering this amazing experience. You can learn more at artofhomeschooling.com slash taproot2024. Well, hey there, my friend, and welcome to the podcast. I've been having so much fun with this podcast, and I just want to say that it really warms my heart when I get all these beautiful messages from you, my dear listeners. Just the other day, someone sent me a message that said, Jean, I just want to let you know what a gift the podcast has been for me. Your warm presence comes right through and is so soothing and encouraging. Another message I got with this very sweet donation through Buy Me a Coffee was this. Thank you for telling me that I can, that I am enough. Thank you for reminding me that my family is unique and that we can make it. Here in Chile, it's getting colder and I'm so glad to share this cup of coffee together. Oh, so good. These messages keep me going. I'm telling you, this is why I do this podcast, to help you find your homeschooling path and feel good about yourself along the way. So thank you so much for listening, for being a part of this podcast community. And if you want to leave a rating, a review, or even buy me a cup of coffee, (laughs) you can do that. You can find all the ways that you might do that over in the show notes for this episode. You can just go to artofhomeschooling.com slash Just go to artofhomeschooling.com slash podcast and you can find all the episodes. This is 33. Okay, so today we're talking all about celebrating your homeschool year. Wow, I just think that this is such a fabulous topic because we so often forget this step. Do you take time to celebrate your homeschooling wins? Here are three things that often happen, particularly at the end of our homeschooling year. Tell me if any of this is true for you or has ever happened to you. One, we just get tired. We're kind of burned out or nobody has any energy for lessons anymore. So the year just fizzles out. Two, 
the weather finally gets really nice. This happens here in Northeastern Ohio a lot. So the weather finally gets really nice and everyone just wants to be outside. So we spend our days in the garden, going to the park and going for hikes in the woods. And oh yeah, what about those lessons? (laughs) Or three, we feel really bad about all the things we did not do this year, right? Or we don't have much motivation to finish strong. The enthusiasm has just drained out of our homeschool. What's the remedy? Celebration. This is the step that I think we often forget about. Or we think, oh, yeah, 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 we'll celebrate. Sometime we'll celebrate. But it's actually so important for us in order to keep us motivated on the homeschooling journey to celebrate. I think of celebrating kind of like gratitude. And I know we hear so much about gratitude these days and how the more we focus on gratitude, the more it will grow. And just like that, the more we pay attention to our accomplishments, what has actually been done in our homeschools, uh, not only our accomplishments, but our children's, then the more we'll begin to notice more accomplishments. So one of the ways that I think we sabotage, sabotage ourselves as homeschoolers is that we forget about all of this, right? We forget about the importance of celebrating the wins. So I want to tell you a little story. <laughs> Some of you may have heard bits and pieces of this before, but it's the story of our homeschool uh, year that I like to call the year we only did one main lesson block the entire year. That's the name of that year. <laughs> so here's how the year went. As you may know, I have three kids right? Two boys and a girl. And the boys are close in age. They're just 16 months apart. And then there are quite a few years before our our daughter came along. So the boys during this year were eight and almost 10. And I was pregnant with our third child. It was a crazy year to say the least. And here's how it went. So at the beginning of the year, Uh, I was so sick with the pregnancy. I had something called hyperemesis gravidarum. If you don't know what that is, I just couldn't keep anything down, including water. So I had to have a PICC line surgically implanted so that I could live on IV fluids. And I was bedridden for months and months. (laughs) Uh, so I, I basically lived on the second floor of our house, right? And uh, I didn't even come downstairs. I would walk from the bedroom to the bathroom with my IV pole. <laughs> and uh, that was in the fall of the year. It lasted through the winter. Finally, in the middle of February, I started to feel better. Uh, the baby wasn't due until the end of April. So I thought, okay, we're going to get some good schooling in now, finally. And I think I spent <laughs> a few weeks trying to figure out what that should be. Like, what's the right thing to do if I can only do a small amount of what I should be doing, right? And how do I make up for all the lost time? 
But then, surprise, surprise, our daughter decided to come early in mid-March. She arrived uh, and spent some time in the NICU, and uh, we had a preemie then at that point, right? So that was our focus. All right, so finally May rolls around, and I decide, okay, we're going to do one main lesson block before the year ends. So what block should we do? And we did a block on clothing. I looked at the third grade curriculum, right? The typical blocks that are done at that age, because it seemed to make the most sense to meet both of my boys, right? Together, I wanted to do them together. There was no way I was going to do two separate main lesson blocks. So I chose... the. So if you don't know, if you're not that familiar with the Waldorf curriculum, there is a typical block in third grade that is often called, I mean, there are lots of variations of this, but there's a block that's often called food, clothing, and shelter. So I chose just the clothing piece. So in a way, it's like a mini block, right, that we're doing. And, uh, and I thought, okay, this, this is doable. So I gathered some books. That's where I like to start. One of our favorite books that we had on our shelf already is called Pell's New Suit. It's a children's book. If you have never read it, I highly recommend it. It's a beautiful story about a, a little boy who wants a new suit and all the steps, you know, he goes to his grandmother and then his other grandmother and he gets the, sh- the wool from the sheep and he goes through all the steps to kind of make these trades with people in his life who can help him make a suit. And uh, I got that book off the shelf, right? Then I went to the library. I decided to go to the library. Actually, I didn't go. I didn't go to the library. I think I probably sent a friend to the library for me because I'm sure that I didn't feel up for taking a brand new baby and two boys to the library at that point. So somebody goes to the library for me and gets a couple of books uh, that I had reserved, one on hats around the world and a book about wool and making clothing out of wool. Okay, so I have three books, right? We read those books. That's the start of the block. We also had a little loom, like a lap loom from Hartsville, uh, a, a wooden framed loom that we set up with the warp. And then my boys took turns weaving on the loom. And we ended up with this, I, I would take some turns too. And we had this rectangular piece of woven you know, fabric that we sewed into a little hat for the new baby. And that was it for the whole year. And I'm telling you this story because the here's the truth of it. When, when we reached to the end, right, the year draws to a close. And I thought we did nothing right? That's how I felt. I didn't feel like celebrating. I was embarrassed. I was really in pain. I felt like I'd let my boys and my family down. Um, I felt like, like I even questioned, how can I call myself a homeschooler, right? And, and I thought back to the beginning of that year when everyone I knew uh, particularly people who weren't homeschoolers. So all the non-homeschoolers I knew, right, including family and friends, had said to me at the beginning of that year, well, when I was so sick and bedridden, they said, well, you'll put the boys in school now, right? And (laughs) 
of course, so I said no, and we continued homeschooling through that year. But then, of course, I get to this point at the end of the year, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, they were really right. Why didn't I listen to them? We didn't get anything done. And we just slipped into summer, me feeling bad about myself and about our homeschooling. We didn't celebrate the learning that year. We just tried to embrace summer full on because we all needed a break. Well, then when once I had a little distance from that year, like so at some point mid-year, I think the following year, when I looked back on what I call the the year we only did one main lesson block the entire year, right? When I looked back on it, I really felt like what, what I realized was so much learning had happened. Why didn't I celebrate that? Why didn't I see that? Why couldn't I appreciate that? So here is the learning. I can now, in retrospect, say, here are three key things, right, that we learned that year that I hadn't planned for, <laughs> right? My boys, number one, my boys learned where babies come from, okay? So not in great detail, not all the biology of the whole thing, but they were very curious, right? And so we had these wonderful, warm, loving conversations about that. Uh, my boys learned how to take care of someone who's sick. They learned to take care of the mama who was sick in bed. And specifically, they learned how to change an IV dressing, kind of a technical thing, right? Involves a lot of skill, but they got really good at it. And then the third thing they learned was how to cook for themselves, a very important life skill, because they got tired of eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Probably Brian made dinner, right? But for breakfast and lunch, they all they had, I think, was peanut butter and jelly. And uh, they got tired of that. So they learned how to make scrambled eggs and toast for themselves, all by themselves in the kitchen. And that was a huge thing that they were really excited about. So I wish in retrospect that I had been able to celebrate all the learning that happened in our home during that year because there was welcoming a new baby. There was so much love. There was taking care of each other, tons, learning tons of life skills and our mini (laughs) main lesson block, right? About clothing. Uh, And then because the main thing that we did all year was reading aloud, when I was so sick and bedridden, I I actually had just enough energy in the morning to play a few games. We often played phonics games, and then I would read aloud to them. And so lo and behold, by the end of the year, they were reading independently. And that was a huge success of that year. I just couldn't see it at the time. So... When the next year, right, rolls around, I finally decided as I'm beginning to look at the end of the, toward the end of that year, I decided, you know what, every year, no matter what, I'm going to take some time to stop, to look at all that we had done for the year and appreciate it for what it was, no matter what, no matter if it seemed like a little or a lot, no comparisons, no judgment. And I really consciously decided to stop comparing 
what we accomplished at the end of the year to what I had planned. Because really a plan is not, it it doesn't exist for you to feel bad about all you don't do. It exists to guide you as you go along and then other things will join in, right? Other learning will happen too along the way. So uh, I really, I wanted to uh, look at what we had done for the year and celebrate that. And I finally learned how to do that because what we focus on will grow, right? And the truth of the matter is that the better we feel and the more we recognize our accomplishments as homeschooling parents, the better we feel about the learning that has happened in our home not only the better we feel about homeschooling in general, right? But the the more, not only will we feel better about homeschooling in general, but the more sustainable it becomes because we will feel more enthused and more positive and more energized to continue on this journey. This is what happens, right? When we look at the circumstances, whatever they may be, and accept those circumstances no matter what. When we can say, just from a factual perspective, here's what we accomplished. No judgment, (laughs) no shame, no blame. Look, here's what we accomplished. And then we can have the thought of, I want to celebrate that rather than thinking, about all that we did not do. The result is then we feel more accomplished and we're more willing to take action to plan the next block and bring on more, even more learning. So believe me when I tell you that celebrating your homeschooling year is a crucial step in this journey, right? It's not an extra. So really, I I hope that you can find a way to do this and truly embrace the power of celebrating. All right. I've heard uh, lots of brilliant ways to do this too. So I'm just going to mention a few here, but I know you can brainstorm and come up with some super fun ways to celebrate your homeschool year. So remember to plan something fun, right? Find the fun. You might have a fun family dinner or a party, go on a picnic, Uh, You could simply lay out your children's work and see uh, if each child wants to share something, some favorite activity from the year. You could invite extended family over to have a look at what you did or take photographs, make a scrapbook. There are just so, so, so many ways to celebrate. Um, You can have a big fun outing, go to a splash park or an amusement park. Uh, go on a little trip, spend a weekend at the beach, or um, go for a, a nice hike and have a treat at the end. I just hope that no matter what this looks like for you, no matter what your year looked like, right, um, and no matter how you choose to celebrate, that you at least embrace the idea of celebrating your homeschool year. It's a really good way to end the year and transition into a truly earned break, (laughs) and it will lay the foundation to give you the energy, um, help energize you for whatever comes next, for the next step, and for planning whatever you are going to bring next 
to your family. All right. Thanks so much for listening today. And you can find the show notes at artofhomeschooling.com slash episode 33. See you next time.